Zoomer Thoughts is an inappropriate and unintelligible podcast not suitable for children. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Zoomer Thoughts, I'm Gilly, this is Daniel. Hi, what's up? Zip, zip, zoopity bop. Oh, fuck, we made it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's Do see you- if it actually works. <laughs> Do you have an intro yet? Do you have a, an introduction? Um, what's up guys, it's Dan here, and welcome back to our new Super Mario 64 Let's Play. Today we'll be trying to get into the castle, I don't know. <laughs> Isn't getting in the castle just like, one of the normal objectives? Isn't that like the beginning of the game? Like that's the uh... first level. It's like, like the gate is open, <laughs> no? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> I don't even play the game, but I know, I know, like the home world is a castle. Yeah, <laughs> you're like that—that's where the whole game takes place. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's a whole hub of the game. <laughs> Listen, man, this game—this game is real new to me. Never heard it before. <laughs> you think you think people are watching playthroughs of Super Mario 64 that aren't like speedruns? Uh, maybe not in this day and age, unless the person who's playing is like really, really funny. Yeah, but like, here's what I never like. I never realized how hard it probably kind of was to be a YouTube gamer for like a really boring game, right? Oh yeah. Like I'm sure horror games were pretty easy. I'm sure like good, you know, games with good stories were easy. But like, what happened if a game just sucked? Like it just blew ass. <laughs> well, you probably don't make very many YouTube videos on it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm no expert, but I'm not seeing very many ET for the Atari Let's Plays on the YouTube. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I I had seen uh, what was that Atari game with the square? <laughs> Where you're just Dang. a square <laughs> moving around. It's like a really old game. It's like Pong level of old. I have no idea. What's What's know. up, guys? Back again with another episode of Pong. <laughs> Pong. Today we're going to be doing the no hands challenge. I have to play the whole game with my nose. Pong Funny Moments 2016 Edition. Yeah. Man, this new Vanos gaming video kind of sucks. Bro, Vanos kind of <laughs> fell off. Why is he playing Pong? What the fuck? Damn, you know he really fell off when he has to resort to Pong. There's millions of games out there. He's like, yes, Pong. I will yeah. get to Pong. I mean, I guess every game technically has like its audience, but games that are like more action-packed and probably multiplayer are probably going to be what attracts the most people, you know? You know what's interesting about the gaming environment today is the huge focus on the esports side of it. Like, games are literally being designed now with that in mind. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, look at Halo Infinite. They were so focused on making a game with well-balanced mechanics, they forgot to add everything else. (laughs) (laughs) They forgot to actually put the game in. (laughs) (laughs) They forgot to add the game. (laughs) Yeah, dude, apparently from what I've been hearing, the Halo Infinite, like, dev team is so focused on, like, the esports side of things that they're removing all the stuff that, like, the casual people found fun. Yeah. Um, I also heard they patched out like a really funny glitch in the campaign that you can do, which yeah. sucks. In the campaign, uh, de- I think I think the story is the dev like put in this like gun on this like really high like building, 
at the very top. It's like the very beginning of the game, so you wouldn't think to go there. You're not like designed to go there. And if you pick it up, it shoots like tank shells. <laughs> so it was. Just, it's just a really funny, goofy like. It's like the scarab gun from the older Halo games. <laughs> and they removed it because they're lame. They moved it because why? Like it's not you're not playing online with anybody. Yeah. That so. It's like, like I could see that being a huge problem if you're taking it online. <laughs> but they're not. It's not there. So they're just taking away something that's fun. Yeah. You know. And uh, I mean, <laughs> it's not like we need one more bullshit way to die, aka the wasps. On that one map that keeps fucking killing me every you, time. You hate you hate those wasps. You fucking I, hate them. Dude, I hate them. I love like, <laughs> Flying in them is fun, but having to deal with them is the worst. <laughs> oh, yeah. One, you have to fight them. It's annoying. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't I hate, die. I hate shooting a rocket at them. And he's like ducked behind a hill or something. Yeah. They're obnoxious. Yeah, I <laughs> we really we went straight gaming on this on this podcast intro. <laughs> I find that when I have like if I'm doing an episode with one specific guest, it, uh, let me rephrase that with a host, it always immediately goes to a specific topic. With you, it's like gaming. With Devin, it's like Spider Man, like the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. <laughs> uh, with Lance, what is it? go to with lance we just i think we just go to gaslighting each other honestly <laughs> that sounds like fun that or that or you just hear <laughs> on the mic <laughs> you be careful when i listen to this episode <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like whoa when lance get in here <laughs> uh i haven't done a one-on-one session with jacob yet so i'd be interested what that would sound like but yeah I mean, I don't, I don't know much about it myself, but I feel like at some point, some form of gambling is going to come up. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, that that does seem like it's kind of his speed. I actually haven't haven't talked to him in a little bit. Yeah, well, it's been a while since we had a big together episode. Jacob had finals at one moment. Now Devin has uh, summer classes, um, and I have like three or four jobs. I'm in the middle of a move. And also, I really love sleep, so... <laughs> sleep is nice. Sleep is the bomb, Daniel. Have you ever tried sleeping? I have, actually. It's kind of crazy, dude. <laughs> you just, like, lay the, you just like lay down, and then, like, you get up, and, like, the sun is back up again? Like, what's up with that? Daniel, you ever, like, make the mistake of, like, taking a nap late in the evening, and then waking up at, like, 8 p.m.? <laughs> Oh, dude, I hate that. <laughs> like, has... you just fucked up your night, you know? Like, you're not getting a full night's sleep. You're not getting a full night's sleep, and also, you probably missed an opportunity to do, like, something with most people. <laughs> <laughs> because my, I feel like around, like, 8 p.m., like, a lot of people have already dedicated their night to something. Yeah. Unless, like, you just hop on and find a friend on Discord who's like, hey, you want to, like, just do something stupid? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that's kind of what happened to me earlier. I got home. From, so I worked uh, an eight-hour shift about an hour away. So it was a 10-hour workday, we'll say. And I had to pick up groceries after. So I didn't have to get gas. So I got home like, I want to say six. I was going to work out. But instead, I ate, I ate uh, some some ramen, uh, two Pop-Tarts, a bunch of goldfish, and then I passed out. 
And then I woke up when you messaged me saying, hey, are we doing the podcast tonight? <laughs> Damn. I was like, fuck. <laughs> so if I hadn't said anything, you probably would have just kept on sleeping, huh? I might have. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, to eat all that food sounds like a workout in and of itself. Yeah. Well, I moved boxes yesterday. And my arms are sore. So that was kind of like a workout. So I need my That's rest day. Fair. That's my just Oh, I almost forgot. I also had a bunch of Rocky Road ice cream. Oh, okay. Rocky Road is the bomb, though, so it you is. get a pass. And <laughs> <laughs> if I order groceries, I just have, like, a feast of just the most random bullshit that I bought. Oh, I get it. I get it. I remember back when I was in the dorms, I would get, like, some snacks for myself just to, like, hold me over. So it would be, like, this weird assortment of just, like, bananas, milk, goldfish, peanut butter crackers. You know, no, no actual fruits or vegetables besides the bananas because that shit will spoil. That's how Jacob describes his dorm experience, too. He's like, well, you know, I had pop tarts for lunch. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, want, if you want anything that's like, you know, not like some packaged in a, and made in a factory like food, you have to, you kind of have to go out in college unless you're just a great cook. And your roommates don't mind, which my roommates did mind because mm-hmm. they were just kind of owning of the whole place, kind of. And mm-hmm. I also didn't know how to cook anything besides like pasta. The my, the trick I've learned being a broke 20-year-old is you buy a lot of food that's good, but also super incredibly cheap. So like ramen yeah. and rice. You can get a shit ton of it for, like, not a lot. Of, like, you could buy, like, three bags of rice and, like, a pack of ramen. Like, a whole, like, case of it for, like, ten bucks. Oh, yeah. And it's not a healthy diet. It is not healthy by <laughs> any means. But it'll keep you alive. Yeah. yeah. I guess I should rephrase, though, because my roommates weren't really, I guess, like, controlling it that way it's just that if i was ever like if i ever did decide like hmm, i want to make something one of the roommates like was always already like cooking something for him his friend and his girlfriend or his girlfriend <laughs> was doing the cooking and like i would literally never get the chance it sounded the like only... they just didn't cook for you if they're cooking for they didn't else. bro they cook they literally cook for everyone else except for me damn Even what did you do the girlfriend who didn't even live there got more food than I did. I mean, like, I I didn't, I guess I didn't really, like, care all that much. I was usually going down to, like, the on-campus cafe anyways, or I would head over uh, to Veronica's dorm because she would offer to cook something for me. <laughs> I, I, used to I used to have a friend who went to Sac State who lived on the dorm and um had all the caf like the cafeteria privileges i don't know how it worked they were like these packages but the point is like she could like eat there whenever she wanted more or less and she could have a guest and i was like guest and i would eat like a king i would just i i i can't go to buffets daniel <laughs> i have a problem <laughs> you know what next time next time we meet up i'm, I'm taking you to like a hometown buffet or something like that I will eat everything. <laughs> I will okay, hometown buffet. Do you do you go to hometown buffet or have you? I have gone before. There used to be one here in the city that I live in, but yeah. uh they closed down because it was considered not profitable, I think. Was that the, the only 
<laughs> yeah. I'm assuming we'll talk about the same city. Is this the place in the mall that was in the yes. mall? Yes. Yeah, the yeah. place that was in the mall. How was that possible? It was like the I best location for a hometown buffet. I don't know, but it was good. I remember going there, and I also have a problem when it comes to buffets, too. Because, like, even if the food is, like, mid as hell, like, it's not even that good, I will still, like, consume everything in sight. That's the thing. It wasn't great. It wasn't, like, <laughs> fantastic, like, cuisine, like, levels of, like, food. It was fine. The food was <laughs> fine. It yeah. was just because there was so much of it. <laughs> yeah, the only... The only place in town that we have left that is like a buffet is uh, a Golden, Golden Corral, which uh, I think we all know the horror stories about Golden Corral. Here's my thing with Golden Corral. Is it kind of dirty? Yeah. Are there some janky people in there? Yeah. Will I still fuck up my plate at Golden Corral? Hell yeah. <laughs> You know what? I'll, you know I'll what? roll the dice with food poisoning. I don't give a fuck. All right. You know what? It, there, if we meet up and you and you head over here, we'll we'll hit up the Golden Corral. <laughs> they're they're kind of expensive, though, aren't they? Like twenty bucks a person. Uh, it's it's fine. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll get our we'll get our like our act our like actually well done French fries and then like half cooked meats and like the pizza that someone put like on top of the oven and but not inside of it that's how horribly cooked it is and like the chicken but, noodle but, soup that is definitely from the can and but the yet chicken... it's so shitty but yet why do i crave crave going there <laughs> why do i want that fucked up food does going to cast like a spell on you man they... i don't know what it is i don't is. know what it is <laughs> There's and, something about the a small town shitty buffet that has some sort of a draw to it. <laughs> it's like going to the shitty movie theater in the uncomfortable seats. Yeah, and seeing just... a whatever movie, and then it's like, all right, let's get some fucked up pizza. Go yeah. to <laughs> the 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 little the little pizza slices that like are somehow smaller than like bagel bites or something. <laughs> And that's not even to mention the chocolate fountain, which you know some kid whose parents don't care enough to watch over him has stuck, like, his gross, greasy fingers in there and, like, then proceeded to shove his whole hand into his <laughs> mouth and then proceeded to repeat the process at least four different times before the staff finally cared enough to come over and stop him. <laughs> Daniel, something I learned the other day when we were hanging out was that you? You're a lot better by your cleanliness than I am, <laughs> because you would like I don't know what it was. You you do it wasn't. It's not like it's bad. It was. It's a good thing. I should do this, but it's like you would, like we were about to eat like uh, our ice cream sandwiches, and you like washed your hands. Like, oh, I'm gonna wash my hands before I eat this. I was like, wait, are we supposed to do that? <laughs> I was just gonna go to town on his ice cream sandwich. <laughs> I was just gonna fucking destroy this thing. I was. <laughs> And then I remember when we were going to eat the pizza, I was like, hold on, I'm going to hold this by the papers because I don't have anywhere to wash my hands. Dude, I put my grubby little hands, I folded that shit in half like a fucking New Yorker, and I just like, whoa, I think I finished like, in like a minute. Yeah, I've I've actually, I've gotten compliments before. I, I was uh, driving some friends around in college, and I, I literally got a compliment on how clean the inside of my car is. I don't know, it's just, it's just like... I, I need to, it needs to be orderly. It needs to be orderly. Um, and I guess also, you know, with like, in terms of washing my hands, I don't know. I just, I just don't want like 
you know, <laughs> I just don't want the germs on there. I don't know what germs have been on the things that like we touched or anything I, like that. I just think with the kind of work I've done, I just seen the grossest people. I mean, fuck, I still see gross people at my job. I'm just like, you know what though? At least like, I don't have maggots in my wound. <laughs> uh, <laughs> have I told you that story? I must have. I, I must don't, have. I, I don't remember this story. <laughs> Oh okay. God! All right, viewer or listeners. <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah, you're you're about to you're about to have a fucking treat with this one. Jesus. I need to, let me think about it because I need to change details to some capacity. I think. Just yeah. for the sake of uh, you know, not like, doxing yourself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I used to work at one of the ambulance companies that I used to work at. Um, and, and I was kind of like a newbie EMT and we got this call for, you know, sick person. That's what it came in as, which usually means, yeah, we don't know what's wrong with him. <laughs> and that's not the dispatcher saying that that's a person who called us like from the nursing <laughs> facility. So, you know, help, you know, people, you know, nurses and stuff. So that's always good. And I get there and, uh, I'm, I'm kind of listening in on the report my partner's getting, it's something to do with like their wound getting worse. It's the wound on their knee. I believe it was their knee. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> and uh, I unfortunately uh, have spoiled uh, the end into the story. I think, but one thing we're trained to do as EMTs is when we hear something like that, we're like, "Well, let's go peek at this wound." And <laughs> I peel back the definitely way too old bandage that should have been changed like a week ago, and. The wound was described to be the size of a golf ball. It was about triple the size of that, at least ah. in, in like diameter. And there were maggots. Ew. And I'm not talking like one or two. I'm talking like a scary amount. Ew, ew. And I'm a new EMT who is not used to stuff like that. I mean, even then, I've never seen anything like that wacky, and you know, since then, really. But I was like, oh. <laughs> I don't blame you at all. That's nasty. And I, uh, my partner heard me make a noise that pretty much sounded like that. And he was like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "Maggots." <laughs> <laughs> Even the oh, hospital no. was surprised. They're like, "Holy shit!" Because <laughs> 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 you gotta keep in mind too, they see everything, right? <laughs> so yeah. if they react to something I brought in with, you know, with that, that means it's some <laughs> fucked up shit. <laughs> just like the idea of like this, uh, the hospital, like people are just like, all right, well, what do we got here? Holy shit. <laughs> well, cause, cause I have to, when I, I'm bringing in something to the hospital, to the emergency room, I have to call it on the radio. Right. Right. Which, and then, but, but like, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, fuck, how am I going to call this in? <laughs> because usually we call in with the chief complaint and then we go with the vitals so like if someone has a broken wrist uh, but like uh, someone with a suspected fractured form or whatever but I was like <laughs> but what do I what do I say for this <laughs> and I so I called in and this is basically how it sounded I'm like uh, code 2 uh, ambulance on board I have a um, 75 year old male patient and then I like paused because I really has I really was still thinking about it because it was a short drive, so I just had to make the call. I didn't have a second to think about it, and I was like, 
Okay, they got a wound that has gotten worse over the past week that has maggots in it. <laughs> Here are the vital signs. <laughs> and before I, and I was like, okay, so blood pressure is, and the nurse on the other end was like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> wait hold on repeat that for me exactly what she said and i repeated it and she was like okay and um i get my vital signs and everything else and um I, we get to the hospital i bring them in and um because believe it or not this is not this is not a life-threatening emergency it's just a <laughs> maggot emergency um so we're waiting as a triaging and then this never happens. The nurse that I call when I'm giving my ring down, that I don't talk to them ever. I only like that they just take the phone calls. But like she walked out of like the office that was at this hospital, and she was like, "Are you the maggots?" Uh, uh, call. I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, <laughs> she looked at me, and she like looked around, and she looked at me, and she was like, "Can I see?" It's like, I'm like, all right. And I go back in the, the bandage. She's like, holy shit. Oh my God. She lost her mind. She was like, what the fuck? Uh, dude, I would want to bleach my eyes. Ugh. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely top three grossest things I've seen, for sure. It's definitely up there. God. I love that we went from like talking about buffets to. Maggots and wounds. Thanks, thanks, Golden Corral. <laughs> and and for the record, like, did I super reported that facility? <laughs> yeah, I would do. They were not only a, yeah, not only a bandage that hasn't been replaced, but the fact that they it seems like they didn't even check on the guy like at all. <laughs> no, there's no way. I mean, also something that happens a lot is you know i'll i'll go into these shitty facilities and them and most of them are pretty shitty daniel they're all very bad there's only like a couple that are decent <laughs> and i'll go in and i'm like what's going on and they'll be like oh i don't know that's not my patient i was like well someone called us <laughs> so whoever it is <laughs> please step forward Get, get us up to speed. This person could be dying. And more often than not, we could never find that person that called. They would actively avoid us. They had to be because it shouldn't, like, if you call 911 and we get there, you don't hide from us. <laughs> hey, guys, just a pro tip for you out there. Yeah. In case you didn't know, you don't call 911 and then run. Yeah, well, it's just a negligence thing, really. I mean, they're supposed to take care of these people, and they do a really shitty job. I mean, even today, I was doing my – I was just a COVID screener, right? And I just – I see the neglect. I get... <laughs> There's – um. This is, this is a little fucked up. There's this one guy at this facility I go to um, frequently lately. Uh, he's one of the people that live there. And, you know, this is one of those places. This is one of those, like, down the dump kind of places. And, you know, and they have a lot of mentally ill people and, like, people with, like, you know, it's really sad. It's really tragic. This guy does not have those kind of serious afflictions. He just is there for rehab right now. And he will just sit in the hallway in his wheelchair and he will laugh as these people, these innocent poor people are just, like, Pushed in the wheelchair to their rooms. 
<laughs> he will just, he will just laugh at their misfortune. <laughs> God. <laughs> Which is fucked up. It's fucked up. But like in just a horrifying dark humor way, it really is funny to me. <laughs> I mean, I get it, man. <laughs> it's like it's just it's so weird. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. <laughs> that was <laughs> gonna like wheelchair, just like <laughs> welcome to the club, bitches. He, no, he, like he'll look at someone with this. Like he'll look at someone with a disability. He'd be like, oh, oh my god, that would be like <laughs> what he says, and it's no, awful. Shot. It's so awful. No, but for some shot. reason, to me, there's so, something so funny about how awful this dude is. <laughs> he hates life, bro. He hates all those people. <laughs> and I can't, I can't help but think about how funny it is. <laughs> In a horrifying way. That's what that's what two two years as EMT will do to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've definitely told me some some of the some of the weird stuff you've had to come across. Oh <laughs> this God. is this is just it's right up there with everything else. And keep in mind, like like even with the wacky shit I've seen, it does not compare to someone who's been doing it for a career, who's been like a firefighter, paramedic, or a nurse, or anything. Like, I don't doubt it. <laughs> people have been doing this for like let's say twenty years. Oh man, do they have stories? <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. Oh God! Ever meet a nurse or a firefighter at a party? You ask them the create the the funniest call they ever had. You'll get a good story every time. <laughs> Dude, I and I can just tell because like like almost well every time we meet up, which I know it admittedly isn't like super often, yeah. or like we get into like a Discord call or something. Like you almost always either have like a new story or just one that you haven't told before. And, like, this is from you, like, being, like, pretty, like, you know, cons- considerably, like, I guess, like, junior-ish on, the on like, the force, I guess. Like, you haven't been there for super long. Right. So, like, I, I can only imagine what someone who's been doing this for, like, ten times longer than you has seen. It's, it, it's, it's a whole other league, man. And I'm not even on an ambulance. Like, I, I, after two years, I, I want to do other things with my license. And as a COVID screener, as a CPR instructor as a standby EMT for, like, a construction site, I still get shit. Nothing that compares, admittedly, but I still get shit. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> you want a job where you have a lot, million great stories? Work in healthcare. Yeah. You, you might see some shit that might break your will to live, but you'll have a funny story about it, at least. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the pay rate will kill your will to live before... The trauma does. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we love our healthcare workers in this country. If you ever go to a facility, if you go to like a nursing facility and they have a sign in front that says "Heroes Work Here," run! They're murdering people in there. <laughs> they straight up killing people. <laughs> I, I, I've been in a million of those. I ain't met a hero yet. <laughs> These people are pissed, dude. <laughs> okay, I have, a, I have a question. I know that, like, you weren't, like, directly, like, working in the hospitals. But do you remember, like, in, like, the, the, towards the beginning of COVID, where, like, there was, like, this, like, whole movement by, like, oh, we gotta, we gotta celebrate 
our our paramedics and, and yeah, our yeah. The, the hospital staff for all the work they're doing. Mm-hmm. How did how did that make you feel to like see all that, but like not actually get like much change in anything? I I think first and foremost, uh, in life in general, I have a more pessimistic outlook, I, which I don't want to, but I feel like pessimistic is something you know kind of just more realistic unfortunately and i just knew that was a phase and it was going to be a short one i knew it was just going to be a hashtag on twitter and nothing else there should the if changes were going to happen with our pay rates and stuff they were they should have happened before covid and i knew covid wasn't going to do anything um i will make the arguments i know a lot of first responders and stuff we're talking about hazard pay. I will say, I mean, this is the job we signed up to do. Like, a firefighter, like, a firefighter's not going to ask for ha- hazard pay when they fight a fire. But a firefighter gets paid a pretty good wage anyway. The difference is EMTs, paramedics, they don't make a livable wage. Not not if you work on an ambulance. They just don't. You know? And so that's how I feel about, you know, the pay scales and everything. You know, we don't get paid enough to do what we you know we go through. And the amount you know, the amount of school we have to do, especially for a paramedic, and the amount of stuff we go through, and you know, higher ups don't you know, are kinda of neglected. They just want asses and seats. They don't really care about your well being. Like I've had days where it's just back-to-back call, you know, with the most horrible things that have happened to people, you know, things that don't put you in a good mood. And then, like, you just dropped off that third horrible, like, person who, you know, I, if they live, they're going to have some serious, like, physical issues, you know. And I don't want to hear from my supervisor, hey, are you going to clear the hospital when we've only been there five minutes? Ouch, man. That, does, we, that we, does hurt to hear. Because most of the time we wouldn't get lunch breaks. We don't get any breaks, really. And Damn. I mean, you know, on slow days, we might not get calls for a couple hours. So, like, there's your trade off, right? So sometimes we get no breaks. Sometimes we get all the breaks and then some. But um, I feel like I got a topic. So, how did I feel about the. What was the movement for Christmas? It was Thomas? like the. It was like the oh, like let's all appreciate like our first responders and healthcare workers. Like at the at the beginning of when COVID first struck, like it was like moved by like those those like nurses who like described the fact that they were basically being forced to live in the hospital to care for all the people that yeah. were getting sick. You know. Yeah. So when it came to like nurses, especially, but pretty much any hospital staff, but nurses especially, yeah, they got fucking destroyed. They some of them were working fifteen hour days minimum. Which is yeah, and keep in mind a normal shift is twelve, which is still I think ridiculous. But you know, fifteen minimum. Some nurses were pulling triples. They were working thirty six hours, which is dangerous and you know not good for the nurses' health, and it's going to affect their level of care. But you know, we just we fucking flubbed this COVID thing in the beginning when <laughs> when it came with the when we had the Ebola thing way back when. We were so on top of that. I think we stopped talking about it after a week. Yeah. <laughs> That's what COVID could have been. But for some reason, we all blew it off. And it's not, you know, what we can't just blame 
you know, government or anything, even though that's a huge factor. You know, even us in yeah. the healthcare field, we our you know, in the very beginning, before we even knew what it was, before we even wore PPE, we just thought, oh, it's just the flu. Yeah, it's just a flu. And, you know, back then, COVID was fucking crazy. It was like the, the variant that we first dealt with was a pretty deadly one. And it was spreading like wildfire. It was pretty bad. And, you know, left and right, I was seeing EMTs like getting COVID and getting put out of commission. Even even like a year later, when I worked at a new ambulance company, one of our, I, I, um, I don't actually, I don't know if I should say that. Let's just say someone got a pretty serious case of COVID, and we'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, but because I, I I can't actually share details about that. Yeah, that could so if someone it, it, it doesn't matter. The point is, it's probably too much. But yeah, that's um, fine. That's fine. But it was. It, I mean, it was serious. I mean, and people were getting long term um, health issues because of this right off the bat, and yeah. you know. I I think maybe I had it when this thing first came out before we even knew what it was, but um, it's hard to say because we weren't even testing back then. I just had shortness of breath. I had a fever, and uh, I had, like, that body weakness, but it only lasted two days. And, you know, <laughs> it's funny. So, you know, I had a lot of the symptoms of COVID, but my ex's mom just uh, – like the most Mexican woman you ever meet – she, I don't know what she made, but she like got a blender and she, I don't know what the hell she put in it. Cause like you said, I, like I said, I was basically dying in bed. So I wasn't paying attention. Um, so she made some sort of smoothie thing and she gave it to me and she told me to drink it, you know, in Spanish. And I knew a little Spanish back then. <laughs> so I knew <laughs> what she was saying. Um, and it didn't taste good. It was pretty bad, like flavor wise, but you know, I didn't think she was making me a, you know, banana smoothie. So I drank it. An hour later, I was fine. <laughs> I went, I couldn't even breathe at some points. And I was like, I would fall asleep and I would like hallucinate a little bit. And I'd be jolted awake. I was like, I was fucked up. And she gave me this like miracle smoothie and I was fucking fine. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know if there's ever going to be a definitive cure for COVID. If there is, it's in a, <laughs> it's in a, it's in a, it's in a trailer on a ranch somewhere in the valley. <laughs> that, Made by a Mexican mother. That is, that is almost exactly. Um, <laughs> that's the fucking cure, man. I would, if, if I, like... if I was, if I still had a connection to her and I got COVID, it would be the first thing I would try. Like, no cap. <laughs> No, I, I get it. Uh, there's um, there's a um, there's a phrase in uh in uh in Spanish, uh, brujeria. Mm. It's like witchcraft or magic, and um, like that sounds like that shit right there, <laughs> like some miracle potion what? that just makes you feel better. <laughs> that sounds like it. it's really funny, actually. Well, because I thought about it, because I didn't think it was COVID at the time. Like that's not even like when we got sick. Even badly. We didn't think COVID, even though COVID was starting to become a thing. I just thought I got really fucking sick and she just gave me something that made me feel better. Like, I didn't think about it too yes. hard. But, you know, I, I remember reflecting on that. And I was like, dude. <laughs> like, I yeah. think she, just, I think, I, she has no idea. I think she 
cure COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is, but like when it comes to like uh, Latino, like or Latino moms, like some of them just have like this, like they just they'll like do like some weird like herbal like stuff and like make like these like these like these like soups or like these drinks that you just take that by all means sounds something that like you know like something like the alternative medicine like the stuff that doesn't work it's like oh like just like drink this little like i don't know like this special like chicken soup that i made you and it'll make you feel better and it just cures whatever the hell you have that's what i don't know what it is i don't believe in most of that home remedy crap or crystals or anything but mexican moms if they gave you something and says it's gonna cure you it's gonna cure you (laughs) again i was like dying in bed one moment i drink the smoothie an hour later i'm playing soccer with her sons in her backyard (laughs) i was like i was stronger than i was normally (laughs) they got the miracle drink dude I couldn't believe it, man. Like, I never, you, because you don't get sick. Yeah, like, you don't get better that fast. That doesn't happen. <laughs> no, dude, I, I totally get it. Because the thing is, um, I remember one time I was also sick with something. I don't, it wasn't COVID, but I was like really down, like bad with, I think it was the flu or something. And my dad decided like it was his turn to cook that night. So he made me this uh salvadorian like chicken soup and like admittedly like when i ate it i was like this is okay it's a little bitter mm-hmm. uh he told me to put a little lime in it and i accidentally put too much so it was bitter and sour mm-hmm. but then like next day it, it, whatever i had was gone <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like what was in that soup you've got <laughs> your, your people man you've tapped into some like witchcraft like it's be Lovecraftian kind of like medicine, man. I don't know what it is, but like what it is either. But like it's it's a runner up for modern medicine. I don't know. <laughs> just for forget all the current COVID treatments. Just go find your 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 local your local find Latino your, uh, local illegal immigrant mother. She'll fucking kill you, <laughs> and then she'll make you a giant feast of a dinner. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. And if you still feel kind of weak, she'll just uh, rub some aloe vera on the back of your neck and you'll be right as rain. Yeah, it's like I, I don't understand why does this why does this stuff work, but like the, the western medicine just sometimes it just dude. like doesn't. And this is not this is not to be like, oh, like the alternative medicines and all that are, are the way to go. Like, no, if you if you took ivermectin for COVID, you're an idiot. I'm just saying. There's something in the soup. I don't know what it is. There's something in the stupid smoothies. We need to find a Mexican mom. We need to tell them what the secret is. Because then you ask and they're like, oh, what was in the what was in there? And they're like, oh, it was just, it was made with love. And I'm like, no, what did you put in there? Okay. I'm better now. Here's the thing about the smoothie. It was like a sickly green color. I have no yes! rifle idea what was in it vegetables I, I don't know like it's probably a healthy smoothie but i have no clue i can't i don't even know what it tasted like i was so sick i wasn't paying attention other than like it didn't taste great yeah 
I should have known that was the cure because when usually she would cook or make something, it was delicious. So when she made something that wasn't good, I should have known that there was something to it. <laughs> that was that was the color of the soup that my dad made too. What? It was green. <laughs> It was like a sickly green almost. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay, there's, there's an ingredient. There's a there's an elixir out there. Yeah. There is there is some like there's some like actual like herb that actually cures diseases and we just don't know about it. <laughs> there's a green elixir herb out there that only Mexican people have access to. Yeah. <laughs> it cures everything. <laughs> it literally does. <laughs> it's like shit, man. Like we got we got some some pretty impressive technology, all things considered. <laughs> shit, I want to put. I want to see more of our more of our medical research be put into that. <laughs> but yeah, every uh, every medical wing should just have a Mexican mom there. It's <laughs> like yeah. a blender. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, can you imagine? That'd be so great. <laughs> right, your doctor will be in shortly, and then once he's done with your assessment, we'll send in the Latina mom. Yeah. <laughs> she will have your soup ready. Be sure to drink all of it. <laughs> Her name is Alejandra, and she will yeah. fucking cheer you and save your life. <laughs> Just like everyone coming in with all like their protective gear and like you know like the the white coat and everything and she just comes in in like a very colorful dress and an apron and just gives you the <laughs> soup and she's like you know like all like telling you to like drink it and everything but like in spanish so you can like yeah. kind of understand what she's saying but like you get the gist yeah rapidamente yeah <laughs> that was pop <Bebes> right? eso chico <laughs> yeah yeah you, you had the you had the right grammar I think. that's a espanol blanco edition yeah that was you really emphasized the blanco there. <laughs> I did. I did it with the white emphasis. <laughs> God. <laughs> Espanol blanco edition. Espanol blanco. Oh my god. Two babies. Rapidmente. <laughs> a K. A, a K. Wow, you're really good at this. Muy bien, E2. Donde está la biblioteca? Dude, the amount of times I said to my ex's mom, Muy bien, E2, is uh, <laughs> kind of cringy. <laughs> cringy little white boy. <laughs> every, every Mexican family has their white boy, though. I was the white boy. Yeah. I One time, I, we went to a party, like a quinceañera, and there was another family there, and they had a white boy. I was like, yo, <laughs> what? Holy shit. His name was Christopher. <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> I was like, dude, <laughs> you too? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, can you, can you speak Spanish? No? Cool. I can't either. Finally. <laughs> I can finally find someone. Someone who gets it. <laughs> I, can, I can communicate with someone. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I am very <laughs> white. I swear, it's like you found someone who was wearing like you found someone just like in a crowd of people who was wearing like a Green Day shirt. It's 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 kind of, that's kind of what it was like. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! It was, that was um, the... <laughs> it was like running to an old friend. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know him, but didn't I? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't I know him though? Really, on some level. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you, you are like spiritually in the same place as this other person. Yeah, we're we're on the same journey. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm here at this quinceanera and I have no idea what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I, I, I can't even say quinceanera. <laughs> <laughs> but this fruit's fucking bomb and I'm having a good time. Yeah. I would go every time. I feel, I feel, I feel bad for my, my, uh, my girlfriend at the time because they always would. Okay. Every I don't know about you, Dan. But every time I went to the Kinsey, whatever, it would always, <laughs> it would always look exactly the same. You always had those like white pop up tents with like the, the fake like plastic windows, oh, yeah. you know, with the fold up oh, white yeah. tables, <laughs> and there would always be like a goblin looking like girl whose Kinsey it was, and they'd be like, <laughs> "She's so beautiful." I'm like, "She looks like I have to. I looks like I have to pay her a toll if I cross her bridge." Like. <laughs> Like, she's not turning into a woman. She's, like, transforming into a creature of the night. <laughs> and, and there would always be a bouncy house. And usually that's where I would go eventually. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you, were definitely at a, you were definitely at a Hispanic party. Yep. <laughs> and that, would, is, that is it to a T. <laughs> and there will always be a mariachi band that is, they sing just a little too loudly. So you couldn't actually have a conversation with anyone. <laughs> And even if you could, you're white and they're speaking Spanish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and one more thing. One more thing. There was always like a rogue dog going around, around the park. Oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> he wouldn't let you pet him. He was strictly looking for food. You literally described every Hispanic slash Latino party ever. I went ever. to every single one, Daniel. There were times where I went to two a week. And we would just sit there at a table and not talk to anyone. What was that about? Dude, it is so crazy. I literally know everything you're talking about. <laughs> the exact Feeling everything, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I okay, okay. I know that I myself am Latino, but they're like Spanish is my third language because my dad wanted me to learn English. Yeah. My mom didn't really care; she put Portuguese on me. But <laughs> there was just fucking hate Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. Well, also my grandparents from uh, Brazil came over here when I was really young and I, I picked up some Portuguese from them. But um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah. When I was younger, like my Spanish was like very broken and I, I couldn't understand. And we would go to like those parties all the time. We have a, a ton of, uh, we have like a ton of family friends out in the, uh, in the Bay area. Mm -hmm. And um, we would like always constantly go to those parties. How they still are throwing those parties now, even like 20 years later. Yeah. Um, 
and it's it's literally that like you don't know anyone there you're really uncomfortable you're just kind of sitting in the chair yeah. by yourself while the music is like blasting over you and everyone else is just talking like really fast in spanish well, <laughs> you're so confused take that except now you don't speak the language at all <laughs> and you're white <laughs> and it was looking at you like you're bigfoot <laughs> Because you're the whitest guy in the room. They're trying to figure out if I'm an undercover agent for ICE or not. They can't figure me out. They don't know what my gimmick is. <laughs> it's just like, hey, you think he's undercover? No, no, he looks way too uncomfortable. <laughs> you just see me like chowing down on chorizo and tacos and just yeah. chugging horchata. I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's enjoying himself way too much. <laughs> he's jumping the in the jumpy house. Dude, that the was... jumpy, that's the best part. Okay, I'm gonna give some um survivor tips for white boys that are gonna start dating Mexican girls. Okay, listen, you go to these parties. You eat all the food you want, but if you eat the food, you can't go in that jumpy house after. I'm telling mm. you, you are asking for it. <laughs> yeah. Your stomach, you are not used to that food. Taco Bell is not Mexican food, white man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that shit will knock you on your ass if you're you not are, careful. You will want to die. <laughs> you, will be, you will feel like you're dying from COVID and, the, and her mom is going to have to give you the elixir. Uh, the fountain of youth to cure you. <laughs> You're chewing down on tacos and chorizo, whatever, whatever other meat they have that's like cooking on the grill. And oh my god, dude, you get in that bouncy house. Oh my god. Not to mention the fact that just jumping up and down with all that food is bad enough. But yeah. it is a war zone in there. It oh is a yeah, war zone in that bouncy castle. Your, your Caucasian GI system is losing that battle already, <laughs> and now you just dropped a nuke on your own guys. <laughs> you, like, oh my god! If you are not ready, some little five-year-old is gonna come up behind you and headbutt you in the back of the yeah. knee, so your knees just buckle and you just collapse. Yeah, those kids, <laughs> the missing kids will the, the little ones will try to murder you. <laughs> They're not trapped in there with you. You're trapped in there with them. Yeah, trust me. Even if, even if you're the big kid, you need to assert your dominance if you think that's going to fly in there. Because the little kids will fight tooth and nail to knock you on the ground. Oh, Max's brothers would fight all the fucking time. It was so funny. They would beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> to the point where like, one of them would be screaming at the other one to stop. And then five seconds later, they'll be playing Smash Brothers. Or they'll be playing <laughs> soccer. Or they'd be like doing a dance routine, like a meme dance, like a Fortnite dance. You're like, weren't you just trying to murder each other? <laughs> yeah. They their turnaround is so quick. <laughs> it's crazy, man. The bouncy castle really does just change everything. Yeah. It's like you enter in there and it's like no holds bar. You're either in the middle of the fight, you're hiding in the corner, or you're getting your ass bounced around by these six-year-olds. But it's the only place at the party where people speak English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is Because these, these, these might, you know, their parents might be Mexican. They might even be Mexican illegal immigrants. But 
These kids are American. (laughs) They're at least going to be speaking either English or broken English with you. You you can at least communicate. Yeah, so you can at least beg for your life while they attempt to body slam you. (laughs) Yeah, it's not it's not like uh, there's not a lot of substance to this conversation. (laughs) They are children. They are definitely kids who grew up like seeing either like the WWE or like you know like the the like the stereotypical like like luchador you know and mm-hmm. they just take all of that energy and it's in the bounty castle. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. One thing we totally forgot to mention: it's like the the master bedroom at those parties. Do you okay. know what I'm talking about? Elaborate. What do you mean? It's like the master the master bedroom at those parties is usually where like people will just store their stuff over there. What? So like you're <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let me tell you. So basically, like if you're like long family friends with these people, most of these people don't have a place for you to like hang your coat or whatever. Yeah. So what they'll do is that you'll like take your coat and like your your purse or whatever, just something that you don't want to just carry around with the whole party, and you'll just leave it in the master bedroom. And everyone does this. And it Jeez. is really confusing if you are a if you are like the kid of the house. Cause like you'll be like looking for something, you'll ask your mom, and she'll be like, Oh, like it's up in my bedroom. You'll go up there and you will see nothing but like a bunch of like purses and coats and shit just on the bed and like some <laughs> random some random baby you've never seen before is just <laughs> sleeping there. <laughs> okay, that part makes sense to me. The baby the lone baby in a room makes sense to me. I watched that has happened more than once. I walked in a room like who's fucking baby? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, so you just walk in and there's like a bunch of people's like random stuff on the floor and there's just a baby there just fast asleep and you're just like, what is happening? <laughs> it's so, it's so difficult. I tell you what though, those parties, even despite all those things, they have, they can, they can be pretty lit. They're, white, they're really fun. <laughs> white parties, I mean, I'll have my fun, but white parties don't have that kind of like, that kind of energy. Why <laughs> parties are just like barbecues and just like talking about the weather. <laughs> oh boy, the whole here we go again with the weather. <laughs> oh yeah, we talked about this already. What are we gonna talk about it again? <laughs> I why do we talk about the weather? It's so boring. <laughs> we what you have nothing else to talk about? <laughs> Like man, this I think was the exact example. He was like, man, it was so hot one day, and now it's raining the next. What's up with that? I, I t- literally today at work, I had this conversation four times. <laughs> it, here's how the conversation went, Daniel. It was people would walk in, or first off, they always do this shit. They walk in for the COVID test. They're like, oh, I, I should probably do this while I'm here. You have to go out of your way to get where I am. It's not on the way to anything. <laughs> So, first off, they say this bullshit nothing, like, one-liner. Like, I better get this out of the way. And <laughs> so, I'll be like, what, you know, ask them for their name. And then they're like, how's your day going? I'm like, good. How's yours? And they're like, good. And I'm content with the conversation ending there. <laughs> Completely. No. They, ha- they can't stand the void of silence, I guess. 
And they'll be like, you have any wicked plans? I'll be like, nope. They're like, okay. That was their plan B. They're on plan C now. They're desperate. What do they do? Ah, so this weather lately. (laughs) It was like 100 degrees the other day, and now it's like rainy? (laughs) You then proceed to reach across the desk and slap them across the face. And just throttle them. Just like Homer Simpson (laughs) choke the life out of them. First off, unless we went from like 200 degrees to, you know, nuclear winter, it's not that interesting. <laughs> it, the weather changes. <laughs> wow. And sometimes it's not a subtle change. And that's all there is. But they will milk this conversation. <laughs> Like how I'm milking this bit right now. They'll just be like, you know, I just, I don't know. Do I put on sunscreen or do I bring an umbrella? I'm like, just do your COVID test. Stop talking to me. Shove this up your nose and stop talking. You want to ask me questions? Ask about why I never cut my hair. Ask why I dress like I'm having a midlife crisis. Don't ask me why it's hot. <laughs> It's called summer. It's You'll just never hot, believe it. man. It's California. I don't know. Yeah. See, if I could get this passionate about politics, I feel like I'd be a lot more well educated. <laughs> it's, no. like, it's not like, what, why are we putting more money into the education system? It's no. Why are you asking me about the weather? <laughs> it's more passionate about that than anything 